Let me hear you, church. Good evening and welcome to Grace. Ah, oh, you guys sound awesome. Will you pray with me? Father God, we come before you this beautiful evening to celebrate the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, your son, Jesus Christ. This is all for him. And so, Father, let our voices be heard up to the sky. Let our hearts be open to your word, to your truth. You are the guest of honor, Father. We love you. We praise you. And we say all these things in your son's name. Amen. You guys may be seated. All right, I'm going to begin by asking you guys a question. How many of you know what this Greek word means in English? The word is euangelion. Anybody know? Nobody? Euangelion? It means, euangelion means the good news, the gospel. That's what it means. And today, with our short time here together, we're going to cover three things this evening. We're going to answer three questions. First of all, we're going to see what is the gospel, euangelion. What is the good news of Jesus Christ? And then we're going to see what does the gospel do? And then last, but definitely, church, definitely not least, we're going to see what we are supposed to do with the good news of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. So let's begin. What is the gospel? I think Paul makes it very clear in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verse 1 and here's what he says he says now I want to remind you brothers of the euangelion the good news the gospel that I preached to you which you received in which you stand and, and by which you are being saved he says and then he goes he says if you hold fast to the word I preached to you unless unless you didn't believe unless if you believed in vain for I delivered to you as first importance what I also received. And here it is, church, listen closely, the gospel, the good news. That Christ died for our sins in accordance with the scripture. That he was buried. That he was raised on the third day according to God's plan. According to his word. According to the scripture. See, church, the gospel is not just knowing what happened in your head it's believing in the sacrifice of what Jesus did in your heart. The gospel is knowing in your heart, believing without a doubt by faith that Jesus Christ, God himself stepped out of heaven, became man in Christ Jesus, fully man, but yet still fully God. He lived a perfect life in perfect obedience to the Father, always doing God's will. And then he was betrayed by his friends. He was crucified. He died. But he rose again on the third day. When you believe that in your heart, when you believe that that was sufficient for the penalty of sin, that God's wrath was placed on, his, on, his, on, the, on the cross on our behalf, and we believe that, then we are saved. And that church... That is the good news. Knowing that when Jesus Christ hung on the cross and said, it is finished. Knowing that the penalty for our sins, past, present, and future 
were taken care of completely. Church, the gospel is, remember this, the gospel is not about what you do. It's all about what he did. See, nobody, not you, not me, could ever merit their salvation. None of us could ever be good enough. Paul says, says this very clearly in Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 through 10. Watch what he says. He says, for by grace. What is that word grace? It's unmerited. It's undeserved love. He says, for by grace you have been saved through faith. Faith in who? Again, in the sacrifice of Christ Jesus. Believing in your heart what he did. For by grace, he says, you have been saved through faith. And watch, and this is not your own doing. It's not by anything that you or I could ever do. It doesn't matter how much you read your Bible. It doesn't matter how much time you go to church or how many, t how many t nights you come to worship or how much you give or how much you serve or in your, your every single community group in Grace Bible Church. It doesn't matter if you're trying to be good enough to merit your salvation. You will never be good enough. No one is ever saved by works. And watch what he says. It is the gift of God. A gift given to anyone who believes. And when you and I receive a gift, we don't pay anything for that gift. But the one who purchased that gift does pay something. God purchased the gift of salvation by sending his only son to the cross for you and for me. And then he goes on and says it, says it again. It's not a result of works, cabezones. Don't you get it? You can't ever be good enough so that no one may boast. For we are his workmanship, he says, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Listen closely. We are saved for good works. We are not saved by our good works. What is the gospel? In a nutshell, the gospel is faith alone in Christ alone, period. Yuan Gillian, the good news, the gospel. Let's stand up and celebrate this good news of Jesus Christ. Another question, maybe you get this one right. Who knows what this Latin phrase means? This Latin phrase up on the screen here behind me. Simul justus et peccator. Anybody ever heard that Latin phrase before? It's a Latin phrase that Martin Luther used. And here's what he said. At once justified and a sinner. What he was saying is that at the moment of salvation... When someone puts their trust in Christ Jesus, at that moment, they are justified, but yet they are still sinners. Justus et el pecator. Now, this word justified, what it means is to be made right with God. And you can remember it this way. Justified means just as if I never sinned. Justified. That's what it means. Listen. Listen closely. I think some of you are going to be very shocked what I'm about to say. Not every person in this world is a child of God. Now, 
Every person in this world is God's creation. Every single person is an image bearer, but not everybody is a child of God. Look what Paul says in Romans chapter 8, verse 15. He says, for you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption as sons, as daughters, by whom we cry, Abba, Abba Father. Church, the moment someone trusts Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, at that moment, they are justified. They are made right with Jesus Christ. And at that moment, the Holy Spirit, God himself, comes and dwells in that person. And from there starts your sanctification. What does sanctification mean? Paul says it this way in Romans 7. The things I want to do, I don't do. The things I should do, I, I do and shouldn't. And he goes back and forth. He said, wretched man that I am. Every day, every single one of us has a choice to walk by the Spirit or walk by the flesh. It's called our sanctification. We become more and more like Christ Jesus. And then when we see Him face to face, we are glorified. Our glorification. Show of hands. How many of you have ever heard of the O.J. Simpson trial? O.J. Simpson. I'm aging you guys. You guys are old. I don't know about you, but I truly believe that he was guilty. I don't care about the glove. All evidence, I believe, proved that he killed those two people. But at the moment, the moment the judge said, not guilty, everybody went, oh. But at that moment, O.J. Simpson could never be tried for those two murders ever again. In the same manner, church, when anyone trust Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. At that moment, God says, justified, not guilty. And everybody says, oh, what? Eddie, he's still a sinner. But to God, you have made, been made right. See, when someone puts their trust in Christ Jesus and, and, and God looks down at that person, he doesn't see their sin. He sees his son. So what does the gospel do? It changes you. You become a child of God. It transforms you. Paul says this in 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. He says, therefore, if anyone has trusted Jesus Christ, if anyone is in Christ, he is the new creation. The old, that old person, gone, dead, passed away. Behold, behold, the new has come. You are now a child of God. You have been changed. You have been adopted into his family. He goes on and says this in Galatians chapter 2 verse 20. He says, I've been crucified with Christ. And listen, he says, it is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Before I trusted Christ Jesus as my Lord and Savior, I had this void in my heart. And I tried everything I could to fill this void, chasing money, chasing success, exercising as much as I could, but no matter what I did, this void, just got bigger and bigger and bigger. But the moment 
I trusted Jesus Christ. I felt this huge burden lifted off of my shoulders. And the void that I had for many, many years was now overflowing. The old me had died. The new me was alive in Christ Jesus. The gospel church, the gospel changes you. The gospel transforms you. Let's continue to praise his name. I haven't ever told you guys that I love you all. You guys are awesome. It's so, thank you. It's so cool being here with my church family, just worshiping with you guys. So thank you. You guys doing okay? Nice. All right. So what is the gospel? Three things we're covering today. What is the gospel? In a nutshell, faith alone, in Christ alone. What does the gospel do? It changes you. It transforms you from the inside out. And last but not least, what are we to do? What are we to do with this good news, the gospel of Christ Jesus, the Great Commission, church? Matthew chapter 28, verse 19 through 20, Jesus says this, Go therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And I love this promise. He says, and behold, I am with you always. No matter what, I am with you to the end of the age. What are we supposed to do with this good news? We share it. Everywhere we go, we plant seeds. We share the gospel. We share our faith. We tell as many people as we can about Jesus Christ and what he did. Listen, listen closely, church. There are family members in your life. There are friends in your life, neighbors, people that you know, people that you encounter every single day, that if they do not trust Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, they're going to hell. Every funeral that I've been to, everyone usually says, well, at least they're not suffering. At least they're in a better place. And I think to myself, if they trusted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, yeah, they're in a much better place. But if they did not in this lifetime, because there are no second chances, if they did not in this lifetime, they are not in a better place. And boy, boy, are they suffering. There's an urgency, church. There's an urgency to share the gospel, the good news. Why? Paul says this in Romans 1.16. He says, for I am not ashamed of the gospel. And here's why. For it is the power, the only power of God for salvation to everyone who believes. So maybe you're thinking right now, yeah, pastor, I agree with you. I know and, and I'm supposed to plant seeds wherever I can and share the gospel. But I don't know what to say. What if they ask me questions and I don't have answers to? I don't know my Bible well enough. How do I share the gospel? I'm so glad you asked. I'm going to give you three things that I hope will help you remember on how to share the gospel. Three things. Are you guys ready? Let me hear you say, I'm ready if you're ready. All right, here we go. Remember these three things. Separation, redemption, reconciliation. Say it out loud with me. 
reconciliation. That, in a nutshell, is the gospel. Let me further explain. Isaiah chapter 59 verse 2, he says this, But your sins, your inequities have made a separation between you, a sinful person, and a holy God. And your sins have hidden his face from you so that he does not hear you. Separation. Paul says in Ephesians 1.7, In him, in Christ Jesus, we have redemption. Through his blood, the forgiveness of our sins according to the riches of his grace. Separation, redemption. And then Paul says this in Romans chapter 5 verse 8. I love this verse. But God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And since therefore we have now been justified by his blood, much more shall we be saved by him for the wrath of God, of the wrath of God. For if we were enemies we were reconciled to God by the death of his son Jesus Christ much more he says now that we are here's that word again are reconciled shall we be saved by his life the life of Christ and then he goes on and says much more than that we also receive also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ through whom we have now received what's that word reconciliation remember that when you're sharing the gospel, separation, redemption, reconciliation, separated because of our sins, redeemed at the cross by Christ Jesus, and now we are reconciled. Let me get a little practical with you that maybe you can share these three things by using one verse. And I usually do this when I'm sharing the gospel on a piece of paper. And let me show you real quick. I have a diagram up here. So you guys remember that in Genesis chapter 3, when sin entered into this world, when Adam and Eve disobeyed God. And if you recall, God told Adam and Eve, look, you can have of any fruit of any tree in this garden. This is all yours, but do not. Do not have the fruit of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And then he says, because when... When you do, he says, you will surely die. And you know what happened, right? They disobeyed God. They took of the fruit. They bit it. Boom, and they died. No. They eventually died. Because of sin entering this into this world, we are going to die. But what God was saying at that moment, when they disobeyed God, they were spiritually dead. At that moment, there was separation between a sinful man and a holy God. And ever since that moment, man's been trying to close that gap, to try to reach God, to try to be good enough. It's called religion. But as we just saw, there is no way man could ever be good enough because we are saved by grace through faith in Christ Jesus. So use one verse, one verse to share the gospel. A beautiful verse, Romans 6, 23. It says, for the wages of sin is death. Wages, what we deserve because of our sin, we all deserve death. Separation from God forever. That's what we deserve because of our disobedience. And then there's this word that I love in the Bible. B-U-T. But, it says, the free gift of God is eternal life. It's a gift, Ephesians 2.8, receiving that gift, putting your trust in Christ Jesus, 
The outcome is not death. The outcome is eternal life through his death and resurrection. That is redemption. And how are we reconciled? There's only one way that a sinful man and a holy God can come together again, close the gap. You know how that was? The cross. When you believe, when you trust, when you have faith, these words are interchangeable. Believe in your heart that Christ Jesus died for your sins. Then we are reconciled to him. We are saved. Three words. Separation. Redemption. Reconciliation. Let's continue to worship our God, church.